0: everybody. Saul Marquez here with the Outcomes Rocket. I am so excited to join with you and the amazing Dr. Alex Young, who has previously been on the podcast. He's a surgeon, tech founder, and learning expert. As the CEO and founder of Verti, He helps organizations and healthcare institutions build resilient, connected, and high-performing teams through impact and immersive learning experiences that build soft skills. He's passionate about cutting-edge advances in education and training. Alex scaled and sold his first ed tech company while he was still at university and gained a master's certificate in education while still working as a doctor. Just an incredible person. He contributes to Forbes, an entrepreneur, and interviews fellow productivity and performance experts as the host of a popular podcast called The Human Performance Podcast. Just an incredible person. If you haven't checked out the podcast we did together, we'll leave a link there in the show notes. Just incredible the work that they're doing with AI and virtual reality. Dr. Young, Alex,
1: welcome back to
0: the podcast.
1: Hey, Saul, great to be back on. Thanks so much for having me back.
0: Hey, man, it's a pleasure. And so you guys have been busy. And so for the folks that haven't had a chance to level set on what you do and how you do it, give us a snapshot of that, and then we can go from there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Verti itself is a a digital training platform that I kind of conceived when I was training uh, as a trauma and orthopedic surgeon in the UK. One of the things that I kind of noticed was that a lot of the things we learn in work, on the job, often are quite difficult to recreate in, in safe, repeatable environments. You know, in healthcare, that might be things like having a difficult conversation with a patient or making a decision under pressure in an emergency environment. And these are kind of things that that we refer to as sort of soft skills or power skills, depending on, you know, what you're reading at the moment. And I think that there's a huge gap there between how those are, are, are really taught at scale, because If they're taught online digitally through videos, they're not that engaging. And if they're taught in person using role play and actors, there's not a huge amount of data attached to it. And often there's a lot of bias that that comes in from people's experiences of of, good and bad communication and and empathy and things like that. So Verti's real mission was to democratise and make those experiential experiences really affordable, accessible to anyone on the planet. And as you mentioned uh, in your very overly kind intro, uh, you know, my my mission there was to blend virtual reality technology, which can obviously transport people into some some of these very emotive very specific environments, but but allow them to sort of fail and go through the experiences safely. And then obviously collect a lot of data from them. And what we do with AI is we've got these clever avatars that look like sort of computer generated video game characters that you can speak to in these safe mm. environments, go through different soft skills or communication scenarios, whether in healthcare, that's breaking bad news, explaining a diagnosis, managing your patient. And then we look at the results of those experiences and those scenarios and we can allow learners to compare themselves to others to look at what a gold standard is and to really try and remove any bias from from this sort of soft skills training and and there's some other cool stuff you can do there like you can switch up the demographics you can put the learner into the position of a patient to develop empathy you can put them into uh, the position of someone who comes from a very different background for them to to touch on things like bullying and harassment and diversity training so that's what we kind of obsess over it's how can we get the best out of your people in, in any setting. I think that's
0: fantastic. And oftentimes these soft, kits, soft skills go without any attention. You're not trained on them. So how do you execute on on these things? So it's been a while since we've talked. What what would you say is some of the things that you've done new and, and differently and, and maybe new approaches at
1: Birdie? Yeah. So we, we've been super busy. And I think um, it's worth saying that even you know, pre-pandemic, we were very much a sort of remote you know, remote first company and, you know, post pandemic, where a lot of the the rest of the world has sort of taken that on board, we've been able to share like quite a lot of of how we train and upskill our own teams and staff. And so in the healthcare sector, we've put a real push onto not just sort of providing people with these simulated experiences to go through on demand, but also actually giving them the creation tools to really sort of scale and recreate their own training in their Mm. own, you know, vision and image, which for learning and development professionals or for doctors and nurses is really, really powerful because every hospital, every organisation does things slightly differently in terms of training and, and especially in healthcare, one hospital in uh you know new york city might do something very different from somewhere in new jersey yeah. certainly somewhere in california in terms of the medications they deliver to patients or the, the types of treatment they offer and so by allowing that configurability suddenly it becomes much more bespoke more personalized and they can really sort of make those scenarios their own so that, that's been one really great thing and it's been really fun seeing the elements of creativity that people when they use the platform, you know, come up with. And that's, that's very, very exciting because we're sort of a tools first uh, platform where, where we provide people with these creativity tools to create some of these immersive experiences and then they can, they can hop into them.
0: Yeah, you know, just a quick one there. So, so they don't have to wait on you. So say they have an idea and they want to implement into the training. They don't have to wait on you or your people to make that happen. Now the platform is customizable so they can make their own changes and implement their own versions of the training. Exactly themselves. right. And, and what that makes awesome. it's
1: it's it's really fast for people to then use. And um, if you think about what we do as a company, we we really kind of create these training scenarios, which is a very kind of conversation based and it's quite complicated using AI and natural language processing, but The the no-code suite of tools really sort of simplifies things for people. So we together now in this podcast wanted to create a a training scenario or a medical training uh, scenario. We could do that very, very quickly just by jumping into the platform. And and equally, one of the other things that that we started to do now is open up our services and our uh, system to sectors beyond healthcare because we sort of saw there was a huge problem in the corporate setting where soft skills, if they're not taught properly, can lead to people getting burnt out getting stressed especially if they're on the end of difficult conversations like you know receiving a performance review that might be good or bad having a difficult conversation with a customer or or trying to close a sale uh, you know near the quarter's end so you know all these things have similar analogies to what we do in healthcare which is be very empathetic with people structure your conversation develop your communication and and soft skills like decision making and allow that to happen in these safe environments so that people can really get good really quickly
0: that's awesome i love that and and you know having that capability is key it sounds like you you've you've started working outside of healthcare now so for anybody listening that you're thinking oh well this is only healthcare well it's not it's also for outside of healthcare a lot of applications, you know, and, and, and so Alex, what, what's been one of the key findings, right? Like what, what would your happiest customers say about working with you guys right now?
1: Yeah, I think the, you know, the most important thing for us has always been to align to the, the business goals of basically whoever we work with. So a lot of the people we work with deploy the system for things like onboarding. So obviously in that kind of first, you know, 30 days of, of a new employee starting, they're getting a lot of information and if that information that is given to them in the form of training is not sufficient again that can lead to that employee churning or just not being productive which obviously then leads to inefficiencies in business processes or or lost revenue and things like that and when you then spin that into specifically kind of things like sales onboarding if you've got a new salesperson you can't ramp them up quickly enough or you can't get them to adapt their behavior to the way that you do sales in your organization, it's incredibly costly. And it's also a little bit unfair on on the individual you're bringing in. So what we've done is we've done a lot of work using some of these virtual humans as we call them as well as some of our video training system to really optimize how that onboarding process works and so some of the cool stats we've had recently is we've been able to reduce uh, onboarding time and, and the need for kind of physical onboarding by upwards of about sort of 50 for some organizations which is awesome um, and we've also got lots of data around probably my favorite data is just from the employees saying that going through the platform in a safe repeatable way through these scenarios makes them feel less anxious and better prepared for actually then you know encountering them in the real world which is really cool and it's you know it doesn't take a a rocket scientist to then you know think that if people are better prepared and they're going into real life high pressure situations they'll likely perform better when it matters just like a an athlete kind of rehearsing in their mind taking that winning three-pointer at the end of a game yeah you know, you know, it's so interesting, Alex. And, you know, I, I,
0: I, uh, I wonder about the science. I'm just curious about it, right? Because, you know, I got, I got my Oculus and I love, I do meditation. And so it does help me. I'm wondering how being in an environment, I've never done training like that, you know? So does the brain distinguish or, or, or does it, does your brain kind of think that you've been there and done that? Can you share any of, of, of those types of data points with us? Because that's really
1: interesting. Yeah, for sure. So I, I'm, as you know, sort of just a massive learning nerd. So I think since we last uh, spoke as well, I've also now launched kind of a YouTube channel, a thought, sort of thought leader YouTube channel that, that also Ooh. connects to like LinkedIn, where I talk about a lot of the, the learning science behind some of these concepts. And oh, that's pretty think, cool. What's that called? You know, so so that, that's, uh, the YouTube channel is, is basically just my name. So Alexander F. Young. And you can sort of find that through my sort of CEO blog on our website as well. Um, hey
0: folks, we'll but, link
1: that up here in the show
0: notes. So, so no need to go look for it. It's right there. Just look at the show notes. Yeah, but I'm gonna check that out. Okay, uh huh. Tell me more about yes, that. It's
1: it's real good. But uh, yeah, I, I think the you know VR is really interesting because when I first put on a headset, I think I played a video game. I was a bit cynical in terms of yeah, is this actually impacting my learning? And for anyone who is in learning development or who is in medicine who might be listening. People always talk about is there evidence behind you know the impact that, that this new technology, whatever it might be, makes. And so for, for us at Bertie, that was really important. And if you look at kind of how people actually form memories, there's basically kind of three steps really. So you've got your sensory memory where you see or you hear or you smell or you taste something. And that's the kind of input. And then if your brain kind of filters it and perceives that to be important, you focus your attention on it and it moves into your short-term memory. And your short-term memory is called the short-term memory because you can only hold about sort of 5 to 15 seconds of information or or 7 chunks of that information. And you then need to do what's called encode that to move it to your long-term memory and, and then then remember it pretty much forever. So your long-term memory is pretty much like a, a computer system that's, that's got unlimited capacity. Whereas if you don't organize things in your short-term memory, you might you know not be able to, to remember it for that long. So how does virtual reality then fit in with that? Well, one of the cool things that VR can do is because it basically immerses you in a completely different environment, it's taking over that sensory component. So what you're seeing, what you're hearing, not quite what you're smelling, unless there are some new headsets that come out, but certainly <laughs> those first two really allow us as kind of instructional designers to control what the the learner is going through. And if you then just kind of think back to anything that you can remember really, really vividly, there's probably some kind of really strong emotional sensory component to it. So yes. whether it was that feeling of of happiness, like a wedding or sadness, like a funeral, being able to kind of connect and and lock in some of those feelings and put people in these very realistic scenarios allows for people to to really kind of connect with what they're learning on a a better scale. And then in the short-term memory, you can run people through these scenarios, allow them to rehearse in safe environments on demand. So instead of just sort of seeing something once in work and then forgetting it, you're able to go on this cycle of repeating it, redoing it, practicing it, remembering it pretty much whenever you like and that's what then moves things into your long term memory. And we did quite a lot of work on this at Verti when we were operating, you know, solely in healthcare, where a lot of the hospitals we worked with wanted to prove out that things worked. So we did one study that actually compared virtual reality training using uh, our platform compared to -to face-to-face training for doing CPR and life support skills. Mm. And some of the the evidence that sort of came back from that, and it was a randomized control trial with just under 100 folks in in that trial. And what they basically found was that because people could go through the scenario repeatedly and because it was able to recreate that stress and emotion of sort of identifying that someone was unwell, performing CPR, whereas the in-person training was on a mannequin, and was you knew it was kind of not that realistic. They actually were able to perform the steps more quickly when it mattered because their stress levels were reduced. They they felt like they'd sort of been there before and, and also improved learner confidence, which was which was huge. So that was really, really interesting. And that's kind of like just a bit of a dive into some of the, the learning science behind how we consider virtual reality, uh, you know, to really sort of plug into connecting the dots between having an experience and then actually really remembering it creating lasting behavior change and, and getting your people to be as efficient, you know, with, with whatever they're doing as possible. That's fantastic. Thank you for that. Thank
0: you for that, Alex. And there's a, there's enormous opportunity to, to discover the potential of, of VR and AI in, in, in what you're doing. Okay. So I've got to ask this, the, the metaverse is, is growing and the attention in the metaverse is growing. Like, talk to us about that and how does it relate to what you guys are doing? I heard Snoop Dogg just built the club in the
1: metaverse. <laughs> well, if, if Snoop's doing it, I'm I'm all down for it. So, <laughs> I mean, I I think it's it's really interesting. I mean, we, um, we sort of went into, you know, virtual reality in 2018 when um, we sort of launched Verti. And at the time, it was still... Relatively young in terms of the headset technology, but you know VR has been around, and the concepts around VR, like the metaverse, has been around since you know NASA really sort of used it for for training in back in like the 1980s. And you know the concept of the metaverse comes from a book where it was all about people living in these kind of shared virtual worlds. And I think there's you know th- th- there's two ways to kind of look at things. I think there's an element of of kind of cynicism where obviously. Mark Zuckerberg's rebranded Facebook to meta. where' now you know everyone is is using the PR t- terms of metaverse to talk about what is essentially you know virtual and augmented reality technology. There's been no real change in the technology. It's just how we're referring to it. But I think it is positive because what we're seeing now is that people are really sort of connecting with that concept of being in a shared space, especially on the back of you know the pandemic and kind of things like Zoom burnout, where it's, super tiring, staring at a tiny green dot on your you know, your totally. computer or screen or your webcam. Whereas if you're in a, a virtual environment, you can connect with other people a little bit more socially. And you can also do things that you can't otherwise do in a, a kind of desktop format. So for example, like that, an example of this is things like architecture or engineering where you can actually have a 3d model of a car or a building and then the architects or engineers can actually walk around and look at some of those concepts and have a much better insight into how something's being designed and and, and make changes and communicate so i think there's there's a huge benefit to kind of things like communication and and immerse and immersing people but that is, you know, at the heart, all virtual reality. It's not the technology hasn't changed, it's just how we're referring to it. But I think uh, you know, the more people we can kind of bring into that 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 kind of way of thinking, the better. And of course, we're we're also seeing NFTs and blockchain technology, which again yeah. has been around for you know a little while, being included in that kind of description. Uh, you know, Web 3.0 is, is the other one that kind of gets banded around. But I think it's always positive because if nothing else it gives people you know a little bit like me who are kind of entrepreneurs ideas of things to do where they can push the boundaries and and, and you know create real you know behavior changing products that help people
0: awesome hey thanks for touching on that alex it's been on the on the minds of of all of us and it's it's good to to understand how a thought leader like you and and the company that you run think about that what an incredible opportunity to be with you again alex uh, folks if you have questions for Dr. Young. Please, now's the time. Make sure that you reach out to him. What's the best place people can reach out to you, Alex, and you know find out more?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'm Alexander F. Young on all social media. By all means, connect with me on LinkedIn, and if you want to check out Verti, it's uh, Verti V I R T I dot com, and we're at Verti Labs on all social media. And uh, as you kind of mentioned, we also have a podcast, which is the Human Performance Podcast, which is super fun that I I host as a bit of a break from my my nine to five day job love it. And folks, we'll go ahead and link up the
0: human performance podcast in the show notes, as well as uh, Dr. Young's uh, YouTube channel, which he's been doing a lot of these discussions on, and also his website, just for you to have access to other options to to educate and take your organization to the next level. Alex, really appreciate you, man. Uh, Looking forward to staying in touch. Amazing. Thanks so much,
1: Saul.